Good morning, Strikers. Rock a sock. Today's the day. So, Bronnie Ware um, was a hospice nurse, and she gave these five, after caring for hundreds of people on their deathbed, uh, the top five uh, regrets that people had. And so, when something is revealed to you, then you're able to make sure that you notice this so that you don't fall into one of these five categories or you don't, you know, now you've got the knowledge to be able to not, not have this. Right. So I remember sharing this with the guys. It says number one was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. Uh, number two, I wish I had, I hadn't worked so hard. Now that one hits me hard because as I said just just this week, I'm a worker. I like to work. You know, we were gone for 10 days to Puerto Rico. And about the seventh day, I was thinking, ah, I'm good. I'm ready to get back. You know, because I need to have something to do. My, I'm a high doer anyway in my personality, you know, and so I need to have something to do. But when you read, I wish I hadn't worked so hard, you know, it does trigger in my head about this, you know, the person that says, you know, no one laying in their deathbed um, thinks about the Ferrari that they drove or the jet that they had. They think about the people that they did life with, the, the people that they loved and the experiences that they, that they had. That's the things that boil down in your life. What did I do? What were the experiences I had? And who did I get to do them with? Okay. And if you work, no, if you work so hard that you don't take time to have experiences and do them with people that you love, then you have a very shallow and hollow life. So what you had a Ferrari? So what did you had a jet? So what did you had a big bank account? You don't take any of that with you. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, some of the greatest things that you leave for people isn't money and stuff, but the, the way that you made them feel whenever they, they the, the saying is people may not remember what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel, right? Good or bad, right? So number two was I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three is I wish I had, I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings. So, so many times I think we bottle up because we're worried about how, how that would, how that would come across or how that would, you know, and if you say it with love, then you shouldn't worry about, you know, if I, I go back to the, to the, concept of if I know your heart for me I've asked you guys this question before if there was something you could change about me what would it be and man I had a hard time from my nine closest friends getting answers on that but if you love me you'll tell me because I'm asking you to help me be better Right? So please express to me what I'm asking 
And let me express to you, if, if I can, if you know my heart for you, to make you better. What I see, you know, hey, I don't know if you see this. Maybe you missed this, maybe. But be afraid, be afraid, don't be afraid to have the courage to express your feelings. Number four, this one is, speaks to the core of me. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Again, I've already said it. Life is only about what did you do and who did you do it with. Okay, not what did you achieve. What did you do? What were the experiences that you had? You know, I spent 10 days in Puerto Rico with close friends. You know what? There are things that happened in Puerto Rico that'll never happen again. You know, I'm glad that we got to have that experience with the Rosarios there. You know, that's why, that's why I have down on my goals for this year is a trip with all of us guys. Because I know that there'll be something that'll happen in that trip that'll never happen again. We've seen it on trips to Alabama. We've seen it on trips, on Mighty Man, other Mighty Man trips. But you got to stay in contact with people, with your friends. Number five is I wish I'd let myself be happier. Give yourself permission to be happy. You have to go through life with joy and happiness. You know, joy is something that God gives us, right? Happy is a decision that we make, you know? So now that, now that you've got these five things, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not what others expected of me. I wish I had worked so hard. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And I wish I let myself be happier. Now that you know this, don't be one of the five. Don't fall in this five, right? You know, be, be as that great biblical movie, Act of Valor, says. You know, live your life so that the fear of death never enters into your heart. You know, trust, trust that when it comes your time to die, that you're not like those that weep and pray for a time to live their life over again. Sing your death song and go home as a hero, right? Don't live your life with the regrets. As partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Strikers, how can kindness make an impact in the world today? Let's find out next on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Alan, short turnaround today, but it uh, seems like we were just here. <laughs> what do we got going at Grace Point Family Church? GP! Uh, Grace Point Family Church, we have the Immerse uh, book that we're reading together as a church. Uh, it, we have small groups that are going on, so that's how we're reading it together. Um, still not 
you know, you can still sign up. Uh, go to gracepointfamilychurch.com for details. Find a small group that um, is close by to you and sign up. And uh, get How far in. are you all into it? Uh, we are, oh, you have to ask me that question. <laughs> I'd have to look. I don't remember off the top of my head. All right, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. <laughs> and then other than that, we have our permanent food bank in Anna, Texas, located on 505 North Powell Parkway. It is uh, there for anybody who finds themselves to be food insecure. Uh, feel free to stop by Monday and Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. You can also stop by on Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon um, to do a little free shopping for yourself and your family. Uh, get some food that you will actually be happy to eat. And, um, yeah, we'll pray for you on the way out. Drumsticks, I hope. I'm going to go over there and yeah, get some they, drumsticks. They got them. <laughs> right on. At Elevate Life Church, we have Operation Christmas uh, about to start up October 23rd through the 19th. Uh, I think we're, like, filling boxes for uh, kids that are uh, in need. we got Family Fun Fest coming up October 30th. Uh, dress in your uh, happy little costumes and come down and get some candy, play some games, and enjoy some... Uh, some Halloween time or Fall Fest time. Operation uh, or Uganda mission trip is uh, April 23rd through May 2nd. You can sign up now um, and uh, get to go see some lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Well, maybe not the bears. I don't know if there's any bears in Africa. I don't think so. Okay. Lions and tigers. Oh, my. Actually, I'm pretty sure to say that there's no bears in Africa. <laughs> and then we got uh, for Embrace events coming up, we got fairways for uh, families, that is a golf uh, tournament focusing on raising some money for Embrace, which takes care of foster kids. So uh, go swing a club for some foster kids. Also, just lions, no tigers. Just lions and no tigers. Yeah, that's in, tigers uh, are over there. India. You know, I've always wondered how the lion is the king of the jungle, but they live in this. In, in like the they don't Sahara, live. Yeah. That's not a jungle. Uh, there's like desert lions. There's. Huh. Anyway, we'll figure that out on our next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right, guys. Uh, so for today, we have our guest that came in spur of the moment because we just had a little shift in here and. A plot uh, twist. A plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. It was interesting. So um, when uh, original person uh, got called to duty uh i was like who who could fill that slot and honestly the first name that came to me within just like a couple of minutes was our guest today um the first time i met him very kind um uh, and every time i meet him he's uh maybe maybe he's facade we'll find out later today uh maybe it's just an avatar but dude he just exudes kindness and just it's just, it was weird. So it just popped in my head that we were going to have Alan Morris on. Welcome to the show, Alan. Appreciate you. Yeah, dude. It was, uh, f first, I, I heard your name through Josh, yeah. as he likes to be called Joshua Lashua. <laughs> I'm just, if he's listening, that's, he's going to hurt me. He's going to hurt me. I just call him Goofball. Goofball. Um, but yeah, so he told me about you. And then uh, when uh, we came up last year, to um, LA Dream Center, I saw you in there and I got excited. I thought, wow, I get the, I, I've heard so many things about you already and I thought we were gonna spend a week together and then you let me down, so maybe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, but I, I found out that you weren't going, it was just gonna be your wife. Yeah. Uh, someone had to stay home and take care of the kids, right? True, yeah. yeah. Um, so we are core 
What about values led? Yes, I don't know why yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah core values led uh, podcast. We like to know your core values. So, what what are your core values? Well, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, um, it's, it's a big deal. So, I appreciate that. Um, top three core values: love, number one for me. Um, that means a lot of different things, <clears throat> which we can crack that open if you want to. Uh, love number one, wisdom is number two, the pursuit of wisdom. And three is uh, kind of double-fold, but uh, it's influence and leadership together, which I believe both of them go hand-in-hand. Hand, so, Love, what was the second one? Wisdom. Wisdom, influence. that's a new one. I don't think we've yeah, had wisdom. No. Yeah. But uh, influence. influence is kind of an interesting one. Yeah. Um, that one's not been said either, so give us a little rundown on, on influence. Um, are you a uh, are you an influencer out in the world of YouTube and stuff like that, or is that something I've got it all wrong? Uh, I'm not an influencer <laughs> on social media. I would like to think I'm an influ- influencer in life. Um, most of my top leadership skills through doing uh, you know Gallup Strength Finder are our leadership or our influencing leadership talents. Um, my my top uh, gift is woo winning others over. Um, so that one is, I've got it right here. People exceptionally talented in the woo theme, love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. So that's, that's definitely an influencing type thing. So, uh, influencing core value just is, is comes from a self-discovery, uh, mindset of knowing who God's created me to be. And so just placing that in the rightful spot. Very insightful. And yes, uh, you wooed me. That didn't even sound right. <laughs> the first time we met. Absolutely. I mean, I, well, what you just said, it, it makes sense on how yeah. our first interaction went. And uh, wow, that was, I like that. Um, Core scripture. John 10.10. 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life, give it in abundance. And, and I, I feel like my core scripture is, is in a phase shift these days because when I first came to know God, I was recently coming out of kind of a religious background. In, in, um, I won't go too deep into it, but yeah, that's, that's been my core value or my core scripture for a long time. But I, I think God's developing something within me about resiliency mm-hmm. and, and uh, perseverance and that's where my life has been the past few years is, is growing that. And so it, it's fun. I don't have the new new core scripture yet, but I, I feel within my spirit that it's shifting. So that's exciting. Okay. Nice. I got questions on that. So okay. what, what's given you that? I mean, what's changed in you recently that makes you feel like, okay, this is, this is going to be changing? I think the biggest thing is, is overcoming... Um, just life's punch in the nose. Back in about 2016, uh, my wife and I went through a really hard time together. And that was when God really started dismantling who I was and creating me the way that He wanted me to be. And so um, that kind of perseverance through that phase and through that process is really where I started learning things. When I got to Elevate, I started partnering myself with other men that showed me what that looked like. And that kind of long-term success, consistency mindset and resiliency, I didn't really have yet. And it took other guys to show me what that looked like. And so it's exciting to say that 
I am becoming way more consistent and way more, you know, it's it's becoming a part of me instead of something I have to really exercise to, to operate in. Uh, perseverance is a core value of mine. Okay. Uh, and I think that I demonstrate it. Ooh, look at me bragging and tapping me on the back. <laughs> look, at, look at me. But yeah, um, you know, going through and definitely tested in the past couple of months uh, for those that know that I had my tail yeah. removed. Um, but yeah, that was that was a tough one, man. Uh, getting through those three months, just trying to figure that out and Man, compare comparison. Oh, dude, we won't get into that. But anyway, well, I like that. I'm glad, I'm I'm eager to see where what scripture you pull out for that. So yeah, me too. Right, yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> so one of the brushing. Oh, the brushing. Oh, we got one more question. So as I grew up, I always heard that when you pass away, all of your questions answered. Yeah. Super spiritual. Okay, I can talk today. What would be one of what's the top question you have on your on your on your list that you'd want to ask? Well, I am I would like to think of myself as a pretty spiritual person, but <clears throat> I don't really have like a burning question uh, that I would I would ask because I, I don't typically operate under the I need to know. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that in the spiritual that. I don't really know, and I've come to terms with that. I'm just like, hey, one day I'll find out, you know? And so I don't really have one, so. Hmm. Maybe not a need to know. Nothing nothing you're nothing, curious yeah. about? <clears throat> I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that I, I'm super interested in. Uh, I think a lot of it I will experience when I get to heaven, yeah. you know, like the streets of gold and, you know, all that. You know, the... the uh, just all the super imaginary things that you read about in the Bible about, you know, the creature with like different faces and, you know, that type of stuff. Like the Nephilim Daniel. with all the eyes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that stuff's crazy intense, but you got to see that stuff. To So a lot of that stuff will get answered there and then. So Have we just, have we talked about yours, Alan? Yeah. Alan. Yeah. yeah. Other well, Alan? Yeah, the other original Alan. Alan? I'm sure. No. <laughs> I'm sure it's something having to do with like UFOs. Or oh, okay. Are we the only ones? Are, like, are no, we, that's are honestly, are we the only ones? Science tells me no. Science, science tells you no? Yes, yeah, science tells me no. I think science tells you yeah. Science tells me we're not the only ones. Oh, yes. Yeah, science tells you That's what I mean. Just science okay. tells me we're not the only ones. I was going to say, maybe the Bible says but that we're the only ones. The Bible says that we're the only ones. I have a hard. Funny that you mentioned that because uh, where the podcast came from was Rudy's, and back in the day it was called the Anvil, and so kind of when we moved to the Mighty Men, it changed how what Rudy's was, and so I missed that conversations that we had at the table, just like this. Yeah. And uh, so this season we've got Chuck Nuggets going on, so Chuck Phelps. You know how he used to yeah. open up? So he's opening up this season of the podcast. And I was editing today uh, that section. And I, I don't think that I put this in the section, but he did dis- we he did discuss we just discussed the, the Goldilocks zone mm. of stars. So mm-hmm. it was quite interesting. Funny, funny you bring that up. Okay, so the brushing. So we've moved the brushing down. It used to be the events that we uh, had going on, but uh, brushing is just the act of moving uh, impurities from a workpiece. Brushing away excess material from the workpiece. Yeah. To leave a nicer finish on the forging. 
to leave a nicer finishing on the forging. Yes. So what have you brushed off this week that has made God's workmanship of you become better? So as a dad, I, I get most of my lessons just being a dad. And, <laughs> yeah. and that lesson of, you know, how could I be more like my dad, you know, my heavenly mm-hmm. father than, than my natural self. And a lot of times it's because of personality differences between myself and my children and, and, and working that through. And usually it's, it's myself working through my stuff, working through, you know, my, my earthly stuff, you know, cause we're not perfect. Uh, but the brushing for me has been the tenderness and the sensitivity and the kindness that I show my children, um, when they do the things we want them to, or when they don't do the things we want to. And so a lot of times that, that is, that is what God's brushing away is like, Hey, you can learn a thing or two there. Let's, let's keep digging. Let's keep working. You're, you're, you're in process, but you're not there yet. So yeah, learning the lessons of, uh, just tenderness, maybe approaching my, approaching them in a, in a way that leads them well, instead of talking to them the way that I might need to be talked to, that type of thing. Ooh, I like it. Alan, you said you had something to say? Yes, mine would be fear. Because um, because this past weekend, so my wife has only woken me up in the morning, like when I say morning, like six, before six o'clock. She's only done that three times. One, either one of the kids has a fever. Uh, two, hey, does this say that we're pregnant? <laughs> and then this third time happened this past weekend where um, she had chest pain at like 5.45 in the morning. So, of course, you know, you, everything you read on Google's, you've got hours to live yeah, kind of thing. And so, um, long story short, she's fine. Um, went to the hospital, pain went away. And, you know, because she prayed, I prayed. Um, we prayed separately. She prayed before waking me up and then um, woke me up you know, discuss like, hey, what do we do? Okay, here's what, go to the hospital. Let's not call the ambulance if you don't, because we're real close to the hospital. So she drove, and after she drove, after she left, I got on my knees and prayed. And rather than have like a sense of panic, like, you know, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of that because it was like, well, my kids are sleeping, can't wake them up. Nobody, I don't want to call anybody and go like, hey, I need you to come by. Um, so there was a mild, like, little bit of that, like, what do I do? And then it was like, well, I'm just I'm just going to wait. Shannon's going to call me. So I waited for her to call. And while I was waiting, I prayed. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, and I, I think, to me, there was a sense of calm. I didn't have, like, the, you know, sky is falling type thing. I wasn't, you know, boo-hoo, you know, boo-hoo crying or anything. There were tears, don't get me wrong. I wasn't, like, boo-hoo crying or anything like that. But um, there was just, like, a sense of calm that was there. And to me, I attribute that to God going like, hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. And Shannon says she felt the same thing. And like I said, we went to church later that Sunday. Oh, yeah, I didn't end yeah, up going. Yeah, we ended, we ended up going to church that Sunday. And um, yeah, everything was fine. I think my brushing was uh, kind of on the same aspect of Mr. Morris is here. Uh, I had, there, we had some stuff go down on Friday with the, uh, with the sun. And um, I just sat back and we haven't had that conversation that we needed because one, I've got him a captive audience this coming up weekend. We'll be at Possum Kingdom camping. So he's got no way to escape. 
Um, <laughs> but I just held my my temper, kind of brushing the temper off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he and I, we've ha- we've gone around uh, physically, and I've kind of, I would say we have damaged that relationship, okay. and kind of it's 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 hurting right now. So yeah. trying to, to continue that. to to mend that that back together so that I can lead him a little bit better. I have to watch how I approach things with him. So uh, brushing off a little bit of anger and uh, frustration and trying to handle something the correct way instead of the way that I would love to handle it, you know. But yeah, so that is the brushing. So uh, before we get started on kindness, let's uh, take a break and pay some bills and we will be right back, Strikers. And we're back. Strikers, uh, today we are talking with Alan Morris on kindness. And Alan, you want, just, I don't know. <laughs> Which Alan? Dark I don't chocolate? know. We spell it the same way, too. It's like the, the right way. A-L-L. The right way. The right way, yes. Two L's and one Yeah, you want to kick it off with us? Sure. So I guess we'll start at the top and just kind of like, in your own words, like describe. What does kindness mean to you? Kindness, it means preferring others to me. Um, but you know, I, I've spent some time thinking about this and, you know, kindness means preferring others, but it also doesn't mean being weak or being a pushover. And it, it's funny that you guys invited me on this cause I did a little research on myself. I asked my top three, Hey, what are, what are my top three qualities? Uh, and, and the feedback was not kindness <laughs> as my, as any of really? my top three, which really? was awesome. Um, hmm. but it, it's, it's amazing because like in life, like you deposit things on people, right? And so you called me because I was kind to you. And that's, that, that lifted my spirits because I was like, hey, you know, people are seeing the deposits that you're placing in other people. And so um, I asked my daughter before I left, I was like, hey, you know, what, uh, do you think I'm kind? And, and she's the one that I was talking about earlier about brushing. I was like, Hey, you got a sex? She was like, yeah. I was like, hey, what'd you say dad's kind? How old is your daughter? She's 12. Okay. And she was like, you are in a way. I was like, tell me more. And she's like, well, you know, you're really intense. And I was like, yeah. She was like, but, and she's very kind. That's her natural is just kind. She was like, you know, you're more, you're more of a passionate personality, right? And she was like, you're kind in your own way. And I was like, how is that? And she was like, well, you know, for instance, if I like say something about herself, if she says something about herself, like I'll, I'll correct her, but I'm doing it out of kindness. And, you know, like I am passionate about what my kids say about themselves. And so if I hear them say something over themselves that I don't like out of kindness, I correct it. And I'm like, hey, no, like the way that you should speak over yourself is this way. Cause that's what God's saying about you. And so that was really cool to hear that. So what was, what was the, the comments that your three gave I thought you? I was curious too. Uh, top three, um, Josh actually, um, he said my top quality was approachability. So I would say that's kind of kind. Yeah. Okay. It mm-hmm. kind of flows in the same vein. Presence. I'll ask him later what that means. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Santa. <laughs> um, and then fun. So fun is one of my uh, core values, so that that's cool. Uh, my my other guy is James Collins. I don't know if you know him. Um, his top one uh, for me was relational. I'm a relational guy, so 
I could see kindness mm-hmm. flowing that. Yeah. Uh, second one was driven, which okay. is cool because I, I see myself as driven. I agree. From what I know of you, I see that as well. I appreciate that. Um, three was values. He said, I, I live a very core value driven life. And he could see that because we're, we live really close. Uh, our lives are really close together. And my other three, his name is Matt Montano. He said, I'm persistent, loyal, and resilient. Persistent, driven, yeah. Presence. I've been going over them and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think kind could work in there. I, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I like your three. I know all of them. Uh, not James so much, but love Matt. Obviously love Josh. Uh, that guy can speak into some people. Uh, yeah. He, and, and, and definitely challenges you, too. Yeah. Make, I have conversations with Josh when he's not even around me now. <laughs> Just having the coffee the coffee moments that he and I have had, he's he's implanted something in me. They're like, like, how's that working out? For? You know, it's, those, those little things that he says, I hear him in my voice. I'm, I hear him in my inner voice all the time. It's yeah. funny. Well, you you asked me to speak on kindness. And, and like, I, like I said, I, I talked to my guys to just, you know, do some research, get some data, right? Because I'd like to think myself as as kind, but I don't hear that a lot, right? I don't hear, hey, you're kind. And so I wanted to get a little feedback from the people closest to me in my life. And, you know, I do think I'm kind. I see a lot of, a lot of um, positive interactions with other people that would lead me to believe that our interactions are on the kind level. But, you know, being kind has served me really well in life. Um, I'm in an industry where it's construction industry. There's probably less kind people than, than non-kind people. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say that right? Yep. They're, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and I would say that I'm one of the kind ones and the interactions that I make on the daily are typically on the kind level and really flows into my influencing type you know, leadership. I think kindness does play a, a lot into the influence. And like, if you're not kind, how are you going to influence others when like, I don't even want to be around you because that guy's not kind. Mm-hmm. How do you think uh, showing kindness to, to coworkers, to suppliers and that kind of thing, how has that, how can you see that playing out? I guess what kind of feedback have you seen when you're kind to like a supplier? Yeah. How do they, how do you see have you seen the way that they treat you differently? Oh, yeah. Like, so going back to my woo, right? Winning others over new, new people, right? Um, I'm a pretty good recruiter in recruiting trades because I am kind. And what I see when I make those interactions is people start, they, they see you as an ally. They, mm. And so they, they are like, okay. Hey, this guy has my interest in mind along with his, and we can do business together. So it's a win-win for them. And that's interesting. Uh, when you have other people's interests in mind, it kind of goes back to people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when they see that, you know, y'all as a team, instead of, ah, oh, yeah, it's this guy again. I have to deal with uh, his orders or whatever. I can see where that where that plays, and it, it it just snowballs. It's got to have a snowball effect. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, you mentioned kindness and not being a pushover. Why do you think it is that we have 
I guess, generally speaking, why do you think that people associate kindness and being a pushover as not equal, but why do you think they as a trait? Yeah, a trait. I think our society has, like, with masculinity, has, has said that being kind is weak, and that's not true. I think being kind is is a huge strength. It, it's. I feel like being kind to other people is is stronger than being rude to other people or or you know tearing them down because it really what it is is it's building other people up and when you build other people up that's that's leadership and that that's that's allowing other people to bring their best to the table yeah. no because I was gonna say I think it's you mentioned tearing people down and like it's now easy you pick anything yeah. You know, it doesn't even have to be true. You can pick something and tear somebody down. And I think to, to other words, to be kind to somebody when, you know, you've not been treated fairly is a huge strength. And it shows, it shows your character. It shows who more. you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you can be rude to anybody. Mm-hmm. Anyone can be rude to someone that's rude to them. But are you going to be nice to someone that's rude to you? Right? That really shows who you are, not necessarily who they are. How, how do you show kindness to yourself? Funny you ask. Uh, not too long ago, actually in, in March, I had knee surgery. And that recovery was tough because I'd never been like down for a while. And on the other side of surgery, I was like expecting to get back real quick and took way longer. And even now it's still, you know, a process. And... You know, I I caught myself not talking nicely about where my progress is or where my knee is. And and I was like, man, that can't be right. Like, you know, I need to love myself in a way that, you know, speaks kindly of myself. And like someone asked me the other day, I think I was at the doctor, they were like, how's your good knee? I was like, they're both good. (laughs) You know, there's some might be just a little bit better. And so... Um, being kind to myself is is just being aware of what I speak over myself and, and the affirmations and, and the things that I'm doing to keep my mind right, to think correctly over myself. Because if you're not saying what God's saying about you, what are you saying over yourself? It's not positive things, right? So how did you turn that around? Like when you did catch yourself, what, was there um, a trigger or was there like something that kind of like snapped you like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that? I think the awareness piece, uh, when I become aware of like how I was talking about my knee, it, it was like, I think it was about two or three weeks where I was like, like not happy about where it was. And I, I'm pretty sure you can relate in your recovery process. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. Okay, so the it's, whole purpose of these questions are to keep a conversation moving, right? Uh, a lot of times we don't get to the co- the questions or whatever, and it's it's really just we want to kindness and then wherever the good Lord, where the Holy Spirit wants to take us. And I'm seeing with this conversation right now, why things have happened, why, why he loves me so much. Yeah. Because I needed to hear that because I have not been kind to myself. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, be kind to yourself because I mean, the truth is that, is that God loves us, right? Mm -hmm. And he says great things about us. Why, why should we not partner with him in that? Because that gives life to your body, it gives life to your spirit, to your soul, to your mind. You know, we just got to line up with what he's saying about us. And it is hard to, you know, 
that that flesh part of me, I guess. That I guess that's where it's coming from. Is it's hard, man. It's hard. I mean, we all do it. It's you hard know? to change. We all do it in in either consciously or subconsciously. You know, anytime like we were talking, my wife and I were talking about working out, and she was like, "Well, why don't you go to the gym?" And I immediately was like, "I'm self conscious. I've gained weight. I don't feel like I, you know." And that would I. That was my point. That was, I mean, immediately, I didn't even have to think about it. I wasn't like, oh, well. I was just like, bam, here you go. And then I found out, I was like, wow, why am I? It was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I talking about my, like, this is me. Why am I, I see myself every day in the mirror. <laughs> and every day in the mirror, there's, there's days I'm like, man, I'm looking good. Yeah. And then there's other days I'm like, ah, gray hair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna take the time, you know, like you were talking to your daughter, and you find her saying something about herself that you, that you don't agree with, yeah, you know, and we're quick to correct our kids, why why are we not just as quick to correct ourselves? It's weird. Yeah, because God's doing that, or hopefully you're hearing what He's saying, yeah. right? And oh, He's yeah. like, no, 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 I'm not saying that about you. Same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like my knee, it, it's a good knee. It's great. It's it's going well, and just keep saying that over over yourself. And it might be a little bit, you know, until you're there. You might, you might have to battle through some of that. But, you know, thinking about yourself that way makes you feel so much better. And it's not just about feeling better. It's about, you know, partnering with God and saying what He's saying about you. I like it. And, and that kind of goes into, like, how do you demonstrate kindness? How do you look for opportunities to, to be kind to other people? And, and partnering with God in that way is... is Saying what he's saying about other people. Because hmm. God's saying great things about other people too. Are you listening? So how do you take, so I guess how do you, how do you exercise that? How do you find that opportunity to? Uh, sometimes I, I just know when I see someone, I, I know what God says about them. I think a lot of people are like that, but they don't activate that. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, it could be it could be something super simple, you know. If you see something nice about someone, compliment them. You know, that kindness can do so much to people. Um, it can definitely shift a day. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it. It can make a huge difference. I know everybody's seen the video online. It's like a um, viral video where the guy sits on a subway train and he draws people that he's sitting across from. Yeah. I remember one video that he was he was doing. And um, there was a lady like reading a book and he was just drawing, you know, because he, he never tells them like, hey, I'm drawing you, sit still. He just starts drawing and at the end he like hands him the, the portrait that he's drawn. And I mean, the lady cried like in front of him. And I think it was like one of those things, like an act of kindness. She was mm-hmm. like, this person actually sees me. Who knows what day she's yeah. having? And it doesn't tell you or anything like that. But it's just one of those things where you look at it and you go like, I, you never know how much you affect somebody else by the way that you act. Yeah. And by being kind to somebody and telling somebody like, hey, I really like your shoes or, you know, I mean, women do it all the time. They tell, I love your dress. I love your purse. I love your hair. It looks great. Your makeup's on point. Us guys, we're like, hmm. nice shirt, bro. Yeah, nice shirt, bro. <laughs> do you lift? Like, what's going on? You know, but, and, but I mean, it's, it's, it's that act of like going out of your way, um, letting go of the ego, letting go of oh, is this person going to think it's weird if I, like, compliment their shoes or tell them, like, hey, man, I like those, you know, I, whatever. I like the shirt you got on, you know, kind of thing. And I think it's just, like, just being a little outspoken and, and, and like you said, complimenting somebody. Yeah. Or, you know, 
you know, when you go through like a drive-through or something, and you ask them how they're doing, and I think sometimes, I mean, I don't think a lot of people expect it because I've had, I've had the the, the facial reaction they perk up, I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. Thanks. Do y'all use uh, people's names on their name tags when you're going through a drive-through or something? When they go, hey, have a good day or whatever, you and use their names. Yeah. That uh, I've learned in the past, and I try to do that now because when you call out someone's name, it really gives them a sense of someone was just kind to you. Yeah. Uh, shows that they're important enough to have a name for from someone they've never met before. Yeah. What areas in life do you find it difficult to be kind? I think my hardest is is my kids. It, really? Yeah, my hardest is my kids because. You know, it's day in, day out. Dad, dad leads the family. Dad's, dad's the one. You know, making sure we're places on time and correcting them and navigating. You know, preteen and you know, doing the stuff that you know is hard day in, day out. You know, like I told you three times, come on, let's go. You know that type of thing, and you're just like, God, what do I do here? You know. And so I think that's the hardest, and that's 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 where I spend the most time. And 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 truthfully, um, it's it's easy to be kind to my wife. My wife's incredible. Um, she's just amazing. My my coworkers are just dude dudes that live live a hundred percent, you know. And um, Every all the all the vendors that I work with for the most part they're amazing and so you know I think I think my hardest is is the kids is, is the kids yeah how many kids you got I got three three ages yeah. 12, twelve nine and three oh my yeah it's a lot of fun man <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun a lot of soccer games a lot of volleyball games I think that that's our biggest ministry though man yes well it's it's the first one right yeah it's I'm finding that uh, to be the most difficult one. I mean, that's, <laughs> for me. that's where you leave your fingerprint, right? Yeah. The most, yes. yeah. Where, oh, th- that's yeah. your biggest ministry. When you do, when you do yourself, when you lead yourself, you lead your family. That's you're leaving the most impact, for reals. For reals. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, I'll let you. Take no, I, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's that's the kids. It's the kids. I, I, well, Isaiah, Avion is eight months. She's it's hard not to be kind to her. Huh? Yeah. She's like, I told so you. Cute. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Drink the milk. No, um, but no. I mean, with Isaiah, it's it's the same. Like he's, buddy, what are you doing? I was just playing with the water. Like the floor is all wet, bro. Like why? Why is it? Why is the towel in the toilet? Because I put it there. It's like, but why did you put it there, dude? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? But then at the same time, it's like, ah, I remember being three and being fascinated with the toilet because the water swirls and it goes down. And what else can I put in the toilet? So just learning how to gently correct and not, you know, blow a gasket and blow up and just. You know, uh, it has been a shift for me probably in the past three years because I wasn't kind to my kids. And uh, I mentioned it a couple times in the podcast, mentioned it today, that it, it really hurt the relationship with my kids. And uh, now the approach with them is, uh, well, I have to to mend those fences, let's say. And to do that, I can't be anything but kind to them. And uh, it's interesting, the the kinder I am to them, 
and the you know the more I listen to them, it it's helped and it you hear you can visually see that they're listening now mm-hmm. instead of you know telling them over and over again and getting upset that didn't work and never it never got anywhere but uh, kill them with kindness man <laughs> and it's 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 been it's been a shift and it's helped my family. Yeah, it's awesome. Man. Um, so in reading and getting prepared for this. Um, talking about kindness, I was thinking about Saul, and he definitely had a shift. Um, Because Saul was king before David. No, not that Saul. This is uh, Saul, Paul. Gotcha. So Saul, he killed Christians, and then he had a shift, right? And um, he was not kind to Christians. In fact, killed many of them. How would you explain what changed in Saul or Paul uh, in his uh, change in attitude towards Christians? So what, what was that shift, do you think it was? It was the road to, to Damascus-type life-changing moment, right? Where God showed him who he was, who he could be. And, and I think that's, that's the great part about kindness is we we get to be the conduit that God allows us to to have those type of moments with other people. For instance, um, your kindness can open the door to to giving someone like I always call them anchors. And and I build stuff for a living, and so a lot of my stuff correlates to like construction stuff. And so, like, I know what piers are, and I know what they do, right? There, you dig a big hole down into the ground, and you, you put rebar in it, you put concrete in it, and you build stuff on top of it. And so, like, the foundations of things have a really big meaning to, to me. And so, like, when I talk about anchors and piers and stuff like that, I know, like, what it does. And so, like, when you are kind to people, you can anchor certain things in their life and, and give them words that God God is saying about them that launches them and allows them when they're going through rough seas, they go, I might not I might know what I'm going through right now, but I know what God said and I'm gonna get to the other side. And like kindness is what is that conduit to get to that point. So you asked about what change in, in Saul's attitude and became Paul. I think I think God just let him see. I don't know if that answers your question 100%, but it, it, to me, I see how God can, God can use us through kindness to, to let other people see something differently than they currently. As, have you had a moment like that to where uh, you had a shift in kindness? I know you were talking about the kids, but like more in the world, um, not so everyday or family members where it is kind of a little bit easier to be kind to people. I don't think uh, a major thing that has happened, but you know it's it's continual. You know, uh, when when you live a life uh, of pursuing God and putting God first, he'll he'll put you in places where you're reminded of certain things. Like you know, to influence others, you need to lead them well. You need to lead yourself well, and you know all these things correlate together, and so. Being anything but kind doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in those in those type of environments. 
Where do you think we are in today's society asking some other people about kindness and this question in particular, they go, well, what area are you talking about? In a, in a broad general sense, I have a hard time thinking and seeing the kindness. I think we've discussed, you know, what you find, what you look for, you'll find, but, uh, I want to look for kindness, but where do you think we are in the world today as far as kindness goes? I think kindness is a little skewed and we touched on it earlier is, is people typically think this is just my perspective uh, on kindness is as I think people see kindness as weakness. But the truth is, is that it's not weakness. It's strength and it's knowing who you are and carrying that into the world. And so I think there's a lot of men that are confused about kindness and they don't show kindness to other people because they don't know who they are or they, they haven't seen it modeled, or they're confused as to when's a good time to be kind? When's a good time to be strong? When's a good time to have these things? And a lot of times, they weren't taught when to do these things. And so, you know, going back to my kids, um, with my son, he's three. My oldest two are, are girls. Um, I teach them where to be strong. Like, hey, here, let's not do that. You know, this is where we're kind to our animals, right? We're kind to animals. And so I'm teaching him through, you know, the way that I interact with him. Like, this is where you're kind. This is where you're soft. This is where you're strong. This is where you're assertive. These type of things through through those actions. Uh, it sounds like you're not raising a Jeffrey Dahmer. No. Teaching him ki- no. kindness to animals. No. <laughs> Starting young. I watched half an episode. I was like, yeah, I'm out. We're out. <laughs> I haven't even touched it yet. Do you think that we're pre-wired to be kind? I think inside of us we know, but we cover it up, I, I think. And, and, you know, society is society's different in different pockets, right, in different areas. But, like... You know, you just get on autopilot, you get in your car and you go somewhere and you're, you know, road raging at people and, you know, we're, we're people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're sinful nature, I think, is, is me first. But it is within us to be kind, but it takes that effort mm. to actually show it. I was going to say, I think there's a lot of, like, unspoken languages that transcend, you know, uh, countries it i mean it goes past like language barriers laughter kindness i mean if something's funny something's funny it doesn't yeah. matter what language you speak if you know so i think kindness is one of those that that can transcend you know language barriers political barriers all that stuff and i just find it so to go back to your question scott i think as far as like where we're at as like as far as kindness If I had to put a number on it, with 10 being the most, one being the least, I'd probably say a solid five. Solid five? Solid five. I mean, it's, it's, I, it feels like a pushover answer halfway there because, I mean, there, there's moments when, like, yeah, people are kind. Like, somebody let me into traffic earlier, and then this other person decided, ah, I got a Porsche, I'm going to cut you off. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. But, so that, that's why, I mean, and that's just driving, for instance, but... You know, then you have, like, other times when, you know, at the grocery store and, you know, you have people saying, oh, my gosh, your daughter's so cute. Your kids are great. You have a 
Like, you have a beautiful family. And you're like, mm. thank you. And it's, I mean, strangers. You don't know who these people are. And it's, I, that's in the, again, to me, I'm like, okay, well, kindness is still there. People are inherently still nice. Going back to uh, kindness being s- strength, it does it does take strength to be kind to someone in in tough situations. Yeah. Uh, with what you were saying, with I forgot the some of your vendors. Yeah. So today, big problem at work. You know, it was my decision and my choice how to respond to that situation. And every person I talked to to solve that problem could have been the domino that I started. Right. And so, how I approach the situation made a huge difference on the outcome of the situation. And then I left my fingerprint all day long on that on that situation. So working in a stressful environment, I think you could easily say, well, I can't be kind because of this. And that's total BS, right? Um, and, and I've seen people that keep their cool, they stay calm and stay kind. They'll always prevail in those situations. You get more uh, flies with sugar than vinegar? Is that what they say? Sugar, honey, vinegar, water, what, you know, honey. they're all the same. But you get more honeys if you're fly. Wait, so um, how do you, so we've talked about like being kind and how that makes you feel. What about when you're unkind? Have you noticed uh, the, any ripple effect from that? Yeah, you feel terrible. I mean, I think most people do. Um, it depends on your level of awareness, too. I think if people keep saying, hey, you're not very nice. Like, you know, and, and I do have phone conversations with people pretty regularly. And I'm like, man, I don't know if they know. I don't know if they know they're, you know, just have a terrible <laughs> attitude. I think I need to tell them next time. Um, I haven't gotten there with just one person I'm thinking in my head. But, you know, we're going to call them out now. No, 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 we're not. Okay, Joseph. Joseph. No. <laughs> Where you at, Joe? Um, the the term your attitude determines your altitude. I mean, that can't be any truer. But your your attitude. Here's another one I wrote down. Your attitude determines your influence, and that that's all going back to being kind. And I'm not, you know, I hate the term nice guy finish last mm. because like I feel like I'm a nice guy, but I'm not a pushover. I am assertive. Uh, and I just want, I, I think that there's a, there's a lie out there that says the nice guy finishes last. Yep. And so it just puts each other at a, at a, at our throats. Right. And so that, that's the lie. But the truth is, is that you can be kind and still accomplish amazing things. You don't have to be the, the, uh, you know, the jerk or the guy that just drives over, roll, steamrolls over people. So how do you uh, how do you change that saying, "Nice guys finish last"? How do you go into the world and and actively change that perception of how that works? Um, I don't know if I can change people's perceptions, but I know that I can live my life in a way that hopefully attracts and attracts and influences other people to look at their life and say, I can be more like that. Um, You know, I I do feel like being an influencing type personality, that that's one of the things that God's given me. But it's it's, it's up to us to, to make an imprint in this world. And when I think about the things that I want to leave 
you know, when I think about the things that I want to do, it's it's those kinds of things is is to influencing others to be to live to live a way that just makes others' lives better and doesn't bring people down but builds them up. Builder is one of my core values as well. Like I'm I'm I think that way. God's created me to be that way. Like I just I'm a builder. And he works in construction. Look at that. And I work in construction. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I would actually challenge you, challenge you to say that you can change other people's perceptions. Okay. I think I think, it, I think it is possible to change yeah. other people's perceptions. I mean, we go in a world with you know everybody has stereotypes of everything, and just by being outside of that norm of the stereotype, I think that automatically you can change somebody's perception and go like, oh, you know, guys that drive blue cars aren't jerks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that time. One last thing. I, I want to thank you for helping me ch change my thought process on what an influencer is. Because, you know, when I hadn't heard that term what? Until, until we took to KLLP. Oh, I was, okay, never mind. I was thinking social media influencer. Well, so I was like, what? Yeah, and that's that's okay. that's when I did that's when I did hear it first, being a social media influencer. So I just had this. It's it's the same but different, if that makes sense, on what you how you were explaining influencer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I when I took my KLLP last year, I it told me I was an influencer. So I'm like, okay. look at me, I'm a, I got a podcast. Yeah. I'm a social media. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've got a different perspective, so thank you for that. How, how did how did what I say uh, change your perspectives? Like you're talking about influencing people's lives in a good way, in a positive way, and building them up and encouraging them, so that you know you making that influence on them. Where I'm thinking, you know, just social media. I had a really small scope of what I was looking at as an influencer, but. Um, I guess I should go back and read my my test and actually read what influencer was. That might get we we didn't get to touch on this, but I, I I wanted I wanted to make sure we talked about this. But regardless of where you are temperament wise, it, it's you can be kind. Like there's a lot of type A personalities that feel like they can't be kind, and that's far far from the truth. Um, I would like to think. And I am a type A personality. I am very driven. And, and it, it's, it's not just the nice people, the shy people, the quiet people that are nice. Anyone can be nice. It just takes effort. Yes, it may take a little bit more effort than other people. but Yeah, sure. and the, the more times you exercise that, it becomes it's easier. easier. Yeah. It really does. Another kind moment. It was, it was weird. Like... So I, I stepped away from kids ministry 13 years there and went into video production or the, the production part of it and was backstage on the monitors. And the first two times that I was backstage serving, just all, everybody that came off the stage, all the singers, would just, Scott, we're so thankful you were here. You know, just being so, and it was, and this is a, you know, if you have an issue with something, it's not them. It's you. There's something in you that has an issue, and so I know. Yeah. I know it was tip. It was totally me, and I'm like, these guys are. You know, there's no way they're full of BS because there's no way people are that nice. There's no way, and um, and then at that point, after a couple of weeks of of hearing that, I'm like, I really need to hang around these people more because I feel like I'm a nice guy, but these people take it to a whole other level, 
And uh, so I'm thankful that I get to hang around someone uh, nice and kind and uh, helps me uh, see that a little bit more. I appreciate that. And when I sh uh, shifted you the notes or sent you the notes yesterday, you had said, yeah, you're already looking into it. You know, you, you just said that there was one other thing you want to get to. Was there anything else that, uh, that popped out? It's an easy cop-out for people to say that they're not kind. Anyone can be kind. And, you know, I'm just thinking about myself and thinking about how, how my kids view me, how my wife views me, how my coworkers view me. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons I took the data from my friends is to see if kindness was on, on their list. And it really wasn't. But it was driven. It, it, there's a couple of things that that did borderline kindness, but you know the truth is is that anyone can be kind. So when you were reaching out to people, no one goes. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I didn't tell them I was. I was doing a podcast on kindness because yeah. okay. that would have skewed my results. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I just said, hey, I'm doing some research on myself. Could you please share truthfully what top three qualities are? And so I was. I was waiting to hear that back and. That was that's, that's a good one. Uh, so I've been asked from a friend, "Hey, tell me what my blind my blind spots are." Yeah. Do you do you have a hard time telling your friends what their blind spots are? No. No. No, <laughs> no not at all. Not I'm not kind. No, I'm just kidding. Would you say it's kind if if you didn't tell them? It would be kind because you're. No, I would I'd think completely you're, hurt, you're hurting them if you're not telling them. You're not being kind by not telling them. Right, right. That's what I, yeah, yeah, and and that's love in action, right? I if I find it hard sometimes because I I don't keep track of those blind spots of my friends, you know. Yeah. And that, when the question came, he was like, "Man, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's something, but." Uh, you know, because I don't keep a list of that, but it's not like you're like, hey, man, what am I? Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, hold on, I, I got a list. Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just read this list. Turn to page three hundred and five. I think if yeah. you're doing if you're doing enough enough life with people, you will see it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll see where where they have they have some areas of growth, and hopefully you're doing enough life with people close enough to where you have that influence in their lives to tell them, and yep. so you see it. And that's that's what we're here for. That refining process. It's typically iron sharpens iron. It, it's not a fun process. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. But the refinement process is is good. Right on. Yeah, necessary. Alan, how do people get a hold of us? Uh, to get a hold of us, if you want to email us, you can email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail .com. You can also find us on Facebook at our group, Mighty the Mighty Anvil. Uh, you can also find us on the website, themightyanvil.com. Right on. And Instagram, Mighty Anvil Podcast. Uh, I'm trying to get over this thing. We discussed this last week about, hey, give us the honor. I don't know where that, it just comes across weird, but would you honor us in uh, praying us out? Yeah. yeah. Father, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for uh, your influence to reach others. God, I pray that um, kindness would be reprogrammed within people's minds that they could see a way to be kind to others that opens the door for your goodness that opens the door for um, people to see you in a different way father i pray that um, the seed of kindness will be planted in others today through the conversations and the words spoken on this podcast thank you for your goodness thank you for your discipline thank you for your consistency in our lives Amen. Amen. Amen.
All right, strikers, till next week.